0: More is not better, better is better. Hey, hey, you guys. Allison Crow here, your favorite life and business coach. This is episode number 107, and I want to have a quick conversation with you about monetizing your help. I just got off of a podcast recording with Stacey Harris, Uncommonly More. She was a guest on my, my podcast, uh, episode number 105. And this time I was a guest on her podcast. And it made me... We were talking again about getting high-level help. And I want to share some mistakes I've made. They're not really mistakes because I learned, but I want to give you a couple of ideas uh, just to help you. So number one is paying attention to when you are in growth or achievement phase of your business, what is the help helping you do? And is the help helping you profit? So the work that you hire should help you profit. So either they're doing the work that helps you profit or you're freeing up time where you as the CEO and chief salesperson, if you're doing your own sales, actually create money. So the example where this has come up a couple of times, in the past, um, I've had a lot of different VA support and it was really nice to have somebody do some of these tasks. But I found that when they were doing the task, I wasn't necessarily creating content, serving clients, or selling more. So then what I'm doing is I'm hiring somebody to do a task that takes something off my plate, but my plate isn't even full. And that doesn't end up making me more money. And so I would find myself like, yeah, I have this help, but it's not really helping me grow. You know, you always hear that I don't know if you always heard, I always heard you, um, we think, oh, I'm not going to hire help until I grow, but only in hiring help do you grow. Well, I had hired help and wondered why I didn't grow. <laughs> Hello, because I wasn't monetizing my help. And so in the last couple of years many of you know that I have been on my own journey of hiring high level help. I have had some wins, I've had every nothing is a loss. Everything was an experiment. I have some experiments that did not turn out like I thought they would. I have some experiments that gave me results I didn't expect. I have experiments that gave me great results, got me clients, but not right aligned clients. And then I started working with Stacey Harris and her team. And what they do for me is what I call produce my brain. And I hired them while I was still doing typical VA work. I did have a VA for a little while, um, didn't spend very much with him, a couple hundred dollars a month. He did about five hours of work for me and when that when that relationship ended i decided to take those things up on myself are they the highest and best use of my time no but i wanted to invest in the high level help so for a period of time i was willing to pay stacy and her team more money and i was willing to do some of the less expensive things so the other mistake I keep saying mistake, but it's not really mistake. The other thing I think we're not necessarily considering is many of us, when we're growing our businesses, we start hiring incrementally, right? Like, oh, I'm at, I can hire at $25 an hour. I can hire at $50 an hour. Okay, now I'm hire, ready to hire somebody on retainer. And that's what I had done in the past was hire incrementally. Versus hiring except for I would always pay high fee for coaching. So I paid high fee for coaching, but not implementation. And so here I am having done all these experiments so that maybe you don't have to do as many at such expense. But what I'm figuring out that worked for me, I have no regrets at any of the um, deep coaching and the relationships I've made with those. But one of the reasons I started Soulful Success was I wanted to be able to provide deep life and business coaching. So deep life coaching, Deep emotional support, deep mindset work, and savvy strategic support because I do have a lot of sales and marketing and strategy skills. So I wanted to be able to be like a general practitioner, a little bit deeper in the coaching aspect, but as far as strategy, a general practitioner. And I wanted that to be not so expensive so that people could hire high level help because in the past i would be spending all my help budget on coaching and nothing on implementation so even if i got to a deep emotional place where i was ready to move through doubt or fear in building my business <laughs> i'd spent I'd, I'd blown my wad you guys and so that left me implementing everything so Then I start implementing with VAs and it's not making me any more money. It's just costing me money. So I decided to experiment with taking all those things back and implement with high-level help that serve the purpose of bringing in new clients. So what do I do that brings in new clients? Well, what I do that brings in new clients is I create content for my general audience here on the podcast and on social media and in my inbox. And I love my current clients. And so I kept on my plate creating content and loving on my clients. And I hired help to help me consistently distribute and produce my content out in the world to attract new people for the purpose of creating new clients. Meanwhile, I kept pushing the buttons on the back end until I had added enough clients that I was ready to bring on somebody that could help me with some of the logistical things. And so then I brought on Amber and Amber does a combination, the goal eventually is for Amber to have her own VA. But for right now, she is doing some VA work, but she also does a lot of strategizing. She does a lot of client care and helping me maintain, and she'll be doing some sales. So I brought Amber on, and one of the first things I did with her was because I'd always heard like, oh, give up your inbox, give up your inbox. And so I passed my inbox off to Amber. And Amber did a fantastic job of organizing my inbox, creating a a folder where these are the important and urgent things. These are things you can procrastinate on and she would get rid of the rest. And then she would handle the things she could handle. And I noticed that on my phone, When I'm out of my office and out of my desk, I would still check my Gmail. And I thought, well, I can take Gmail and everything comes through Gmail. So all my email accounts come to Gmail. And I could still take that off my phone and not see it. But the fact is, I like being in my inbox. My inbox doesn't overwhelm me. Most of my clients communicate with me not through email when they did, I could respond in a way that I wanted to respond. Not that Amber couldn't do it, but I noticed you know, after three months, I'm like, I'm paying Amber however long it takes to be in my inbox. What else could I have Amber do during that amount of time that could actually make money? Because knowing my inbox and what comes in and out of it, is it money-making? And so I said, you know what? Let me... I'm going to take my inbox back because it's not overwhelming to me. It's easy. And I like to be in communication with my people when my people email me there. And if I need to forward her anything, I can forward it to her and she can handle it. And then I want to have Amber do something that does my two priorities, which is love on my current clients and help me create new ones. And so really... You know, when we say, is having somebody in this XYZ position worth it? What does that mean to you? What's worth it? And I remember in the early days of my business, you know, someone's like, if you can do it for $50 an hour, then you should have somebody else do it. And so we start leveraging these things out. And if we don't find a way to, maximize that expense, monetize that expense, or monetize our own time that we freed up, then it creates a deficit. It creates a deficit. And so, I know everybody has different things they value. Um, For example, for me, I... I do not get overwhelmed with technology. Technology is really easy for me. And sometimes it's easier for me than even telling somebody what they need to do. So wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, I'll get it done. It doesn't burden me. Do I want to do it forever? No. But I have to look and see, is it profitable to hand it off? And is it profitable because I'm not... Because it's literally slowing me down. So let me see if I can make this more clear. I have a handful of clients who are growth clients who create content. They love serving their people. And they don't really communicate with their database, their list very often. And I feel like the people that have given us time and attention by being on our list deserve more than our sales, I, I come from... I want to give value to those people that are on my list. I don't want to always be selling and I don't want to be somebody who just shows up when I sell something. And so a lot of my people were like really frustrated because they're like, Oh, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. In fact, we were on a call the other day. This was cute. So I do have a VA in my program. I have a marketing person in my program. And somebody was saying, I need to do this. And And I said, well, you could actually have that done by the end of the day. And she's like, oh, I need to think about this. And I said, in fact, you're going to hire so-and-so because she was spinning in her thoughts. And I said, you're going to hire Shannon. Shannon, and I look, you know, I looked at her, Shannon's been a client first since 2013. So I know what she's capable of and I know how she helps her VA clients. And I knew that this would be within my other client's budget. So I said, as your coach, I am giving you not just a challenge, but I have a request of you. My request is that you hire Shannon to go create this MailChimp page and your opt-in, have one conversation with you. And by the end of the day... Or at least by the end of tomorrow, Shannon will have this done. And Shannon was like, done in an hour. Like I can like, done. And so paying Shannon to get this one task that my client kept dancing around, she kept it as an excuse. So yes, there's a whole inner work thing, but it was like, let me delegate this and get it done so that I can sell something. Did that make sense? Sometimes I feel like I'm telling stories or having conversations and you really need to be there. But what, you, what I want you to think, so these people, I had a couple of people with the, with the list hang up and as soon as they got help writing their weekly or monthly or whatever, however often they want to do it, as soon as they got help with it, it's now done instead of thinking about done. So, for example, even Shannon. Shannon hired one of my marketing people, and Shannon has been talking for years about doing more marketing and how can she let more people know about her VA work. And all of a sudden, I see Shannon's presence on social media, and I see the value coming through. Like I see, I and all this. Oh my gosh, she hired Megan, and Megan is in our group and does some marketing stuff for a lot of my clients. And it just she totally went pro. And what I mean by that is the energy, the value she was giving, she's still sharing her heart and being herself, but all of a sudden her social media presence is like, bam, there's value, um, there's helping me understand what she does. And sure enough, what that did... So Shannon would spend all this time thinking, I should be doing this marketing. I should be doing this. I should be doing this so I can get more clients. And the whole time we're sitting thinking, I should be doing this, we're not actually taking care of our current clients. And so it's been really fun to watch Shannon the last couple of months, totally upgrade her business Even though she's a VA, she's getting help with some of the things that aren't her genius. And so what helped me do this was my own clients over a year ago. They looked at me when I was uh, at Camp Starheart. I can't remember the context of the conversation, but one of my clients looked at me and said, Frank Sinatra doesn't move pianos and you're moving too many pianos. And it really had me think. So my question for you is what piano are you moving That if you had somebody else move it, or are you avoiding moving, that if you had somebody else take care of it and you could show up, that it would help you profit more in your business. It would actually help you maintain or create more clients. Not just spending money on shiny objects, you guys. There are so many shiny objects. I just talked about this with Stacy. Um Her... They do podcast production over at Uncommonly More, and one of my colleagues is working with her, and they have those really cute audio bursts that you see. That you know, it's like a little uh, video. And it has the audio thing on it, and it's for promoting your podcast. And I was like, "Ooh, shiny object! I want those! I want those!" And absolutely, Stacey and her team can do those for me. Amber can do those for me. And to add those things to their plate right now would cost me a little bit of extra money because it costs a little, it takes some time. And so I realized it was like, I had to check. I was like, do I really want these? Why do I want these? So think about that. If you're thinking about getting help, I want you to ask yourself why, not from the victim place, but what is it that I think this help will do for me? What is it that I think this help will do for me? And a lot of things are just shiny objects and they feel good, but they're not really useful as far as creating profit. So, yeah, someday when the profit margins are appropriate, I will have somebody push more of my buttons. I will have somebody. Uh, I will have Stacey and her team do the audio burst. I will add those additional expenses. Maybe someday I'll even give the um, my inbox back to Amber's VA. But for now, I'm going to hold on to the things that don't choke me up, that don't make me miserable, in obvious addition to the things that light me up and I'm a genius at. And I'm going to let my high-level help do some of the things that can be strategic and tedious, but need to be done. I let them, it's almost like we're a double patty. Okay, here's my cheesy hamburger analogy. And when I started eating keto, there's a place in Austin called P. Terry's and they have, they have like organic beef and they will let us wrap a cheeseburger and they use the really good lettuce that doesn't fall apart, and so instead of just getting a regular cheeseburger, I would get a double and so I feel like a lot of times we start hiring the bun when really what you need is the meat and so i'm a pea I'm a piece of meat this is this is really digressing. I want to be in my genius, which is loving on my clients and serving them with my coaching and strategy skills. I want to be in relationship with my clients and I like creating content. Distributing content is not my favorite thing in the world. And so I can hire the high level help that is the second fatty and they... Because it's important and they can do all those things. And then the last thing I'll, I'll spend money on is some of this other small stuff. I think that's backwards. I probably should create a video, not a video, like a image, and that's not gonna happen. So let me recap for you. Just a, a couple of important questions. I can't tell you what to do with your business, right? Y'all realize that, right? Like I share ideas so that it may trigger a thought in you. When you're considering growing and getting help, number one, why do you want the help? What help will they do? And what will having that help do for your business? And will that be profitable? And not just financially profitable. I remember when I was working for the real estate company, I was also doing training Social media was pretty new, and I loved teaching social media classes. And I was doing one a week on Mondays. And my coach at the time, I was starting to feel overwhelmed. My schedule is really busy. And he asked me, there's a diagram somewhere, like what he asked me to chart out everything I did. What are the things that are fun? What are the things that are important? What are the things that are not fun? And what are the things that are not important? Teaching that social media class was really fun, but it wasn't really important. I didn't have to kick it all the way off the list, but I did take it back to once a month instead of four times a month. Because we don't necessarily want to get rid of the fun stuff, but we don't want to be doing the fun stuff that isn't important all the time. So let me repeat those again for you. Is it fun? Does it light you up? Coaching lights me up. I am the happiest I am in my entire life when I am hanging out with my husband and dogs or when I am coaching. Is it important? Yes, my business could not. What would my, That's what I'm selling. That is my service is what I'm selling. So absolutely coaching is important. Is distributing and writing emails fun for me? No, it's not fun for me. In fact, I would do the fun stuff and then walk away. Is it important? Absolutely. If I'm not distributing my content and producing this stuff weekly and not telling you about it in my email list and not sharing with you on social media channels. It's not creating opportunities for connection and relationship. And it's not giving you value, right? I'm not just creating out a blowhole. Creating content with intention is a part of my offering, It's my gift offering to you to create my my podcast. And so what I'm going to do today is create this podcast, and then I'm going to pass it off to the people who make it presentable to you, and they're going to share it. I feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to make this analogy. Please take it for what it's meant. I feel like Jesus feeding the 5,000 with my two loaves of fish. All I have to show up with is my two fish and my two loaves or whatever the Bible story is. And somehow I pass it off to my team and they multiply it. So it's important and it's profitable. Is it not fun and not important? Then don't do it. Is it fun and not important? Maybe pull it back some, right? And then I feel like I'm missing one. Is it fun? Light you up. Is it important? Is it not fun and is it not important? right? And what you really want to be spending money on is, is it absolutely important? And is it money-making? You don't want to be spending money on it's fun and not money-making. You don't want to be spending money on it's not important. And then rank what's important. What's really important is getting new clients. And if I'm going to spend money on somebody doing a task so that I don't have to with my time, I better be using that time to make money. If I'm going to hire somebody to push buttons so that I don't have to spend the time doing it, I can't just go do nothing. I've got to use the time that I leverage out well and I feel like it's real easy to get caught up in, oh, this, this will happen. This, these buttons will get pushed and I don't have to do it. But we're, then we're the ones not bringing value. So the importance of finding high level support that helps you maintain and create new clients and then go to executing things. And if there's something in your business that you think will... So here's an example. I had a another example and then I'll finish up. I had somebody reach out to me this week with a cold email. I don't know who they are. I don't know how they found me. I get tons of cold emails every single day and I delete most of them. I don't even respond. And then I get the follow-up that says, did you get the email? Well, first of all, you spelled my name wrong. That ain't going to work with me. So I got this email. And first of all, the cold email actually said something very specific about me. Something about the t-shirt, my Breathe Y'all t-shirt. Noticed that I lived in the Austin area. They live in XYZ area. And I saved it as new. Um, it's it's not urgent. It looks fun. And he sent a follow-up email And I was like, yeah, your email actually stood out to me and I had saved it as new. So I'm totally interested in hearing your ideas. And when I went to his webpage, I was like, ooh, like a shiny object. This person looks really good at what they do. They got me. (laughs) Like I paid attention. And it is so tempting to automatically make a decision is let me just throw some money at this and hire this and it will fix all my problems. And so I was debriefing this with my amazing coach. And she said, yeah, you could totally do it. I did this with one of my clients recently too. I said, you could totally do that. And what are you not doing that's free that also works? What are you not doing that's free without spending money? Is there something you're not doing? And I think it's real easy, especially in this online world where we're bombarded with beautiful, shiny objects that sometimes, oh my gosh, in my ideal business, all this stuff would be done, right? And to be a sustainable and profitable business, I wanna make slow moves. I remember Gary Keller always taught us grow slow. Like there's a thing, there's such thing as growing too fast. And I've seen a lot of people grow fast and go broke, emotionally or financially. And so I'm willing to grow slow, grow wise, grow profitable, and then I will grow with the luxury of having somebody do some of these other things. And so, yeah, someday would I like to hire this guy? Yeah, probably so. And I want to be profitable for that project and profitable in other areas, but I want to be exhausting my doable and, free resources before I spend money. I want to be using what I have, working what I know works. So your job as a CEO is to work what you know works and then get high level help that also works. Then (laughs) get the luxurious stuff once you've created the clients, right? So here's a few, I'm gonna I'm gonna end by daydreaming. If you hear this, please do not email me and tell me that you can do this. I love you and I appreciate you, but my team, my current team in place can do all of this. I've already budgeted it out to know how much it would cost. As my profit margins expand, they're actually pretty freaking good, but as they expand... And as I continue to slowly scale, I will add much better show notes than the ones I'm giving you now. I just give a little intro right now. I will pay to make things pretty down the road, but right now, (laughs) I haven't updated my website. It's not, it's my website is fun, and some people would say it's important. But right now I'm spending money on people. I used to say this in real estate, spend money on people, not paper. And so I'm going to spend money on people, not paper. I'm going to love on my people and then I'll love on my website. So yeah, someday I'll have the website redone. Someday I'll have those little audio bursts. Someday I'll have the detailed show notes with the timestamps and all those things. But right now I'm going to do what works for free and with the help I have. Does this help? What'd you get out of today? Send me an email. No, 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 no. Don't send me an email. Send me a message on Instagram or share this podcast and tag me in it. And I would love to hear what you got out of this. And even if you're not ready to hire help now, what are you starting to daydream about help that will be, it's important help and it's profitable? And what help do you not need to get that may be fun, but it's not profitable? Don't shame yourself about it. Like, I think we all do it. But it's like, yeah, I don't need to give my inbox to somebody else. I need to take care of my inbox. That's no sweat for me. And I'm going to let Amber do something profitable. All right, you guys. um, I love talking to you about Soulful CEO stuff, about this, this shift from bootstrapping business. I I, st- I still am a company of one. I have contractors, right? No employees, so I'm still technically a company of one. And I've surrounded myself with high level support. And I've had it's a skill I've had to learn how to do it right. Um, it's a skill to learn how to monetize your help and still treat them like human beings. Obviously, I care about my team. I I care about their futures and their goals. I'm. I'm I'm a gardener and not only do I gardener my business and gardener my clients, I gardener my team. And learning how to build support that supports my clients, that supports me and that supports the bottom line financially and emotionally in my business has become so fun. So if you are a growth or achievement phase business owner, I just want to let you know, I see you, I'm here for you. I believe in you. um, And I appreciate the gift of your time listening to this podcast. Thanks for spending time, you guys. I'll see you next week. As always, thanks for listening. totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, appreciate your reviews it's like podcast currency it's like a tip in the jar saying thanks and finally if you want to share on social media a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode i will totally respond you can share with the hashtag better life better work show This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better, better is better.